Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Shine Hills at shinehills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to our podcast today. I I have a little bit different dynamic in our studio this morning because Kenny is not here with me to banter, but I do have kind of kind of backed by popular demand is there's been a lot of input that I've received from others, uh, especially women saying, you know, how do you, how do we manage in this and what does it look like? And here's some ideas for a podcast. And so I've got two of our experts from our staff, Julie Fogg, who's the lady behind the glass. She's here, but we're also, uh, Sandy Johnson is in studio. So can you say hi, Sandy? Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> you, you're talking like this mic is going to bite you. It will not bite you. I have my professional voice. Yes, you do. <laughs> I actually didn't know you had an inside voice. This is amazing. I'm, I'm just loving this. Who's told him he could be part of this thing? <laughs> I kind of invaded their, their space here. But but no, seriously, you ladies have been, been working. I just heard you kind of talking about a whole bunch of topics. What does it look like to have peace in chaos? And so, Julie, I think you're going to kind of kick this off, and uh, let's hear what it looks like to have peace in chaos. Yeah, and I guess what kind of birthed this whole idea we were talking about, just as as all of us entered this uh, coronavirus situation, we've all approached it uniquely. We all have a different take in which we uh, have had to readjust our lives. And and I think of, of there's single moms at home, there's single moms at work, there's working moms, there's, you know, uh, you, there's plethora of ways in which we have to navigate this. But the thing that we have in common that that we all need to approach is that we are dealing with anxiety of some sort. And how do we deal with that anxiety? How do we work through this and find peace? And uh, so that was kind of what Sandy and I have been talking a little bit about. And how do we find peace in this chaos? And so our guiding uh, structure today is going to be from version uh, devotional that we found. And it's from Rocky Fleming is his name, and it's called Peace Surrounded by Chaos. So, um, Sandy, I don't know if you have some opening thoughts just about all of the chaos that seems to be surrounding us right now. Yeah, I think that, um, like when Julie and I spoke a couple of minutes yesterday, I just thought, you know, all of the TV commercials and everybody, it's just like, we're in this together, and we're all in the same boat, kind of that's the message. And so I just started thinking, well, we are all in this together, like COVID-19 is affecting everyone, but, but not in the same way. And so I just think, um, I mean, I think of my life personally, I'm still trying to work full time. And we have a granddaughter that lives at home with three working full time adults and trying to homeschool her or what, what do they call it remote learning and making sure she's getting her stuff done. And, um, and so women just process things differently, I think. Well, and you need to add, you've, you've got another layer of stress because your your mama is dealing with um, some issues, and yeah. and you have to be extra careful. And you might that's another layer. So I yeah. I just want to affirm that yeah. you know when you're saying you've got you're going through what everybody else is going through, you've got another layer that most of us don't. Yeah, and you do. I mean, so I th- I think women do process things differently. We um I I mean I think everybody probably has a little bit of anxiety in the midst of this, but but women just process anxiety different than men do. Mm-hmm. Men can for the most part, I don't want to generalize, but can just, you know, 
like grab a hammer and build something and work <laughs> through it. And, and women um, either keep it inside because they are looking at social media and like everybody else is doing it right and we're getting it wrong or, um, or we just don't process it well. And so then to Galen's point, like I have all of that. And then um, my sweet mama, who I'm the caregiver for, um, you know, has stage four cancer. And so I have to be very careful. I'm still working full time. Um, I'm at home. I'm, you know, go to the grocery store and then to, of course, be careful that I don't even get a little sick because then who's going to take care of her. So just working through that anxiety as well. Sure. Well, and you bring up as far as how men and women process differently. Uh, I don't know how many years ago it's been that Galen preached on the book. uh, Men are like waffles. Women are like spaghetti. And, you know, I think men can hop to a different waffle box with pretty much anything. But, you know, you think about the coronavirus. Well, I can I can separate out my work from coronavirus or I I think that's how it is where there's this huge coronavirus needle or noodle in our brains as women is that I mean, it touches everything. I have asthmatic kids that I'm asthmatic. So any type of anything, I think about all of those that coronavirus is interwoven into everything. And so so to try to find peace in that, I can't even disengage from it in anything. Yeah. And I would say that I don't, I don't know that Julie and I are going to say anything um, on this podcast that you haven't heard before. Um, But just more of a word of encouragement, like, you know, we're on staff, we love Jesus, and we still have to work through all this stuff. Like we're, you know, just normal mamas trying to figure, figure this thing out. And so again, nothing, I don't know that we're going to have something that you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I've never heard that before. But just know that, that we as just two women, two mamas, two wives, um, on a church staff are, are working through it in the same way that you would at home, um, by yourself, if you're a single, a single mom or, whatever your life looks like. Yeah, that's right. We, we are all approaching this uniquely and wanting to make sure that um, nobody feels like anybody has it figured out, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, well, let's go ahead and, and we can dive into their, our content a little bit. And I, uh, one of the first, there's, so there's five steps and we talk about peace surrounding by chaos, surrounded by chaos. So uh, the first example talks about Israel, and here's this country really that is pretty peaceful, and, and I haven't been, but you both have, and you can talk more about that, but just surrounded by chaos, and I thought that was such a beautiful picture of how we can be, and even though there's so much chaos in our world right now, we can be like Israel, and so how do we do that? And the first step is to take every thought captive. And so, Sandy, maybe you and I can kind of dialogue a little bit about how, what does that look like to take every ca- thought captive? Yeah, and, and uh, that's so important. And, and, you know, we throw that word around, like, take every thought captive. And there's scripture that says, you know, think of those things that are lovely and true. And, but how does one do that? So for me, personally, well, I'll go back to the Israel. I, I have had the privilege of going to Israel. And, and it is a true story. Like, I, I mean, we've, we were, we found out things that were happening in Israel from our American family, because we didn't <laughs> yeah. even know that it was happening when we were in Israel. There was just this, What's this peace there that, <laughs> Um, I don't know. You can't. You can't explain it. Um, Galen has. Well, no, that, that's really true. And remember, the first year we went, uh, those those jets took off, and they had to do some kind of bombing run over in Syria, and then which kind of goes on all the time. Yeah. And then um, last time we were there, remember the tanks, the tanks. that were all there, mm-hmm. and and then we found out later, it's like, yeah, they're those guys were engaging. They weren't just going through the motions. Yeah. So it is a place of chaos, and yet when you're there. It, you don't feel a thing. You it's don't, just like, yep. and you know, Sebastian would always say, the safest place in the world is, is Israel. Israel. And it's really, by faith it is. And I think if we can kind of 
kind of couch that around. Our home can be that too. Mm-hmm. Because we do have, I don't have authority over this whole city, but I have authority over that home. And I think that's kind of what, and you, over your own heart. Yeah. And I think that's where, where you guys are going. Yeah. And, and I think like for me personally, um, some of the ways that I renew my mind, and I love that Galen said, you know, I, I have control over my own heart and then my home. And, and you know, there's that old saying, if mama ain't happy, no one's happy. <laughs> like that, that's a true story. Like if mama is full of anxiety, um, the kids are full of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's even, I think, different than if a dad has got some anxiety. We just, again, process things differently and our kiddos pick that up. So for me personally, um, I just go to those things that I know that are true. And so mm-hmm. I hang on those scripture verses that have spoken to my heart um, throughout my life. And and worship is a big part of that too. I'll turn on, you know, Galen's talked about this in the past that he, you know, God lays a worship song in his heart and he just plays it to death. And mm. right now for me, it's Waymaker. Mm. Um, I love that song. And um, and I just play it over and over and over because he is a way maker and a miracle worker and a promise keeper. And so I just say that over and over and over till my heart believes it. Yeah. Yeah, I think too, as far as taking thoughts captive is I, I know that my brain can jump to from from zero to a hundred, you know, I have a cough and now I'm dying of coronavirus, you know. I have to be careful, but I take that cough that that cough or that thought captive and and then I don't go down that train because that train can lead me into all kinds of destructive thoughts of and then it and then I'm I'm paralyzed by that thinking. And so really making sure that I take that thought and, and take it for what it is and separate it out and replace it with scripture is so important. And uh, so, yeah, I, and I love that idea. What other things can you replace it with? Worship music is really important and, and, and focusing on, focusing on things above, you know, just keeping, making sure that you're focusing on, on those passages that really speak to you in those worship songs. Yeah, I did this thing, um, so uh, right before Lent season started, I was reading a devotional that I do in the morning. It's by Bob Goff. And that specific day, he said, what are you going to give up today? And and so I wrote down without even thinking. Chocolate. Uh, yeah. No, I wrote down <laughs> social media, Facebook. And so I just, I got, I took the Facebook um, app off my phone and just kind of thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Even though it was difficult because everybody kept telling me, did you see that on Facebook? Um, but this is what I learned through that is how many times I just picked up my phone to look at my Facebook without even paying attention, like if I'm watching a movie and a commercial comes on or, or whatever. So um, for those 40-plus days, what I was doing, and I didn't even realize it. I didn't know we were going to do this podcast today, so I didn't even realize it. But what I was doing, every time I picked up my phone and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm off of Facebook, I would go to my Bible app or I would play a worship song or I would just spend that minute and, and pray something. Um, and oh my gosh, I think that, you know, that was before COVID-19 really was, um, really a big deal. They, we were just kind of learning about it. And so I think my heart went into this more prepared than it would have. And I didn't do it purposefully. I just was trying to be obedient to something I wrote down on a devotional one morning of I'm going to quit social media. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I didn't hear all the rants and raves, but I found myself in scripture a lot more often because I replaced scripture with Facebook just because it was in my hand and I wanted to do something. Yeah. And it just, I was thinking we were talking about taking every thought captive, but there's also a way of taking distractions captive and the distraction of opening up Facebook or opening up 
our phones for, you know, whatever reason, checking the news, although that we need to take those distractions captive too, because, oh my goodness, I I see one news article and and it can send me in a whole different place than I want to be. So to be able to really make sure that we're focusing on focusing on Christ right. and, and not focusing on all of the other dif- the distractions yeah. that we get from, from our phone or media or whatever. And is. also please don't hear us say, don't do those things. Like I don't, <laughs> right. I don't want to preach to anybody. Like these are just things that worked for me personally. So please don't hear me say, you know, get off of Netflix or get off of Facebook, like w- whatever you need to do to take every thought captive for your own heart, for your own mind, for your own soul. Right. That's right. Well, the second item is to make every need known. And Sandy, one of the things that I admire most about you is your your quiet time and how you really approach that. Uh, I know I get up early in the morning most days. I, I just am a morning person, but then I really love the quiet. I love being able to just have that time with God and, and go through my devotionals and spend time with him without any other distractions or noise. So that maybe you can talk a little bit about your quiet time too, and then we can unpack this thought a little bit. Yeah. And so, and for me, I am a morning person as well. And so again, don't hear us say you have to do quiet time in the morning. It's, 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 it's about your heart. I mean, that's right. at the end of the day, right? Jesus you wants can, your heart. It can be in your car. It can be in it your car. Be, so yeah. don't, yeah, yeah. this isn't a how to, um, be a better Christian kind of thing. Um, but, but I'm a morning person and, you know, now my kids are older, but for a long time they were little. And so really the only time that was quiet in the house was, was early in the morning. And, you know, my husband tells me this all the time. Like, he's like, I, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't cry. You don't, you know, you don't do this. And I'm like, well, I do at five in the morning in my quiet time chair, like it's me and Jesus. Um, and, and all my heart just pours out and all my concerns and all my outer circumstances that, feel like they haven't changed for years, you know, Mm. I mean, I, um, but I still, it's me and Jesus, and, and so I come out of that quiet time, um, I, I think the woman he wants me to be, and, and hopefully stay that way throughout the day, but, um, but on those days that I feel rushed in the morning, and I don't have that, for me specifically, um, my soul just doesn't feel right. Yeah, and I think the thing about that time is that, we can really be transparent, and that's really what God wants is that he can handle our emotions. We want to give it to him then in those moments so that we can be equipped and, and feel feel more at peace because really that's the goal that we're searching for. And and also it gives us a change of perspective, really. When we have that time alone with God, we've got that perspective yeah. of, of of his will, not my will. Right. And so keeping that focus. Well, and I don't and filter recenter. my words or anything with him. It's me and him. And if you, you know, if anybody read through some of my journals, they'd be like, oh my gosh, did she really write that to God? <laughs> but like, he's a big God and he knows my heart anyway yeah. and he can take that. And so, you know, you know, I don't filter anything. This is, this is who I am raw Lord. And, and you know this anyway. And so it just, for me, it's a time to just feel uh, restored by the only one who truly can restore me. And listen to, I think, too. It's just, it's such a sweet, a sweet time. So, and I know you had the, I think you have it up, the Philippians 4, 6, and 7 passage that uh, is actually out of the message version. We don't necessarily promote the message, but sometimes, and there's been a couple of different times that Sandy and I have experienced a verse in the message in a really new way, and it says a word in a different way that really is just opened our eyes to that passage. So I'll let you read this in the message. Yeah, and I and I will read this in the message. And, and this is one of my life verses, not necessarily in the message, but I read it in the message for some reason um, yesterday. And I thought, oh my gosh, this just spoke to me differently. So again, don't do any studies out of the message, but it is a sweet <laughs> way to just get a different um, perspective. So it says, 
Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, in a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displays worry at the center of your life. Displaces, sorry. That's awesome. Well, so moving on to the next uh, one, the next step we have here is praise and declaration. And we talked a little bit about worship music keeping chaos from entering, but just really worshiping in all that we do. And, and I love you talk about that there's a song that you have um, just really been going to lately. And, and I know for me, I, and if you've listened to other podcasts, you know I can turn anything into a song. Uh, though we're all in this together, I had High School Musical in my head, <laughs> just true confession. <laughs> I even thought, you know, we're not all on the same choreography. That was going to be my analogy. <laughs> we had a dance-off, but we just couldn't video it. I know. <laughs> you, knew, you knew it was coming, yeah, yeah. but I'm going to be on this. Um, so, but one of the things that just really, I think, speaks to my heart the most is I go back to the worship music of when we really... I went, not for me personally, first saved, but really we're back to God. When we first started attending Shine Hills, first engaged in contemporary Christian music, one of the ones that keeps running through my head is the potter's hand, and I just love that song. And so um, so those ones that I I pick worship music that has met me, that has has fulfilled me, that has has just done different things in my life, in different periods of my life that I, I go back to. And, and it's almost like it's a music speaks in such a different way, and it gives hope of and a remembrance of that promise fulfilled that God carried me through this season in my life, and, and here's a song that was kind of the anthem at that moment, and then moving through to another moment in my life. And so that's where I think playlists are so important, and, and music can speak into such great, great ways. Yeah, and, and I agree. I mean, I, you know, I, and I have to do that at five in the morning because if I start singing, my neighbors will call the police. <laughs> so I have to, um, not do even really at quiet. five in the morning. Not even at five <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, I know. Um, my husband sometimes uh, at church will like, elbow me and say, I'm sorry, honey, I love you. Well, elbow me and say, <laughs> like, people can hear you. Um, like, it's a sweet, sweet song to my Jesus. Um, so I, I will there not be winning. <laughs> there is hope in that. Um, I will not be winning any awards, but, but it does, um, you know, and, and we're saying worship because worship music specifically, because um, for Julie and I, that's what speaks to us. But I would say, again, this is about what speaks to your soul. Um, and so I, we just encourage you to, to find whatever speaks to your soul. And maybe that's, you know, a walk around the park or, or a hike or, you know, I know that Galen in the past on, on podcasts and, and at church has talked about, you know, um, he's, he, he's somebody that's got to be doing something. So like, for instance, building his barn, that, that was refreshing to him and restored him. And, and for me thinking to build anything would, you know, throw me into chaos, not (laughs) give me peace in the chaos. Yeah. I don't know that that would be my (laughs) go-to. So, so, so it's your go-to, but to have, and there's nothing wrong, you know, years ago, um, I, I was part of a church that, um, just really, uh, we partnered with a church that really encouraged folks to, to, you know, just speak your heart out. And, and a lot of things I didn't understand, but what I got was that a lot of these ladies had just come from, from such deep hurt that what they were crying out over and over and over was just the name of Jesus. Mm. And like, if I heard closely enough, they just were like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So I would encourage you even that, like, if you don't know what to pray and you don't Mm -hmm. know what song to put on and you don't, I mean, you're just, um, 
in the midst of, of anxiety or sadness or depression or loneliness, whatever it is, like, gosh, there is power in the name of Jesus. Right. I know that that's a song, but, but there is power in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong. I've done that, you know, often. I just say the name of Jesus over and over and that's over right. until I feel this peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we're running short on time, so we'll wrap through these other two. Um, The next one, it talks about accept the promise and the promise of God. And the story that was told in the devotional talked about his grandson being really afraid of uh, an animal that was at a restaurant and, you know, a big character kind of a thing and it got me relating my my daughter Gracie was deathly afraid of Santa Claus so much that we have not done Santa in our home Mm -hmm. for any of our children which has caused other topics that I will that would be a whole other podcast of Santa but (laughs) anyways but the the analogy was like keep your eye on the king and not on the monster and when and the little boy and I mean we're Gracie we couldn't even head down that into the mall because all she could see was Santa as a monster mm-hmm. and so but when we look to the king then we accept his promise we those things can just kind of fade away and just how important that is to just identify who who is our king what is his promise and 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 cling to those things and then the last one is replacing the thought. And, uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, one of my favorite things, and you and I can talk about a little bit, is uh, Laura Whitmore in Sewn years ago would talk about when one of those thoughts, kind of in parallel with taking a thought captive, when those thoughts comes into your head, you just say, yuck. And, and, and out loud saying those things helps you to identify that I'm going to replace this thought with scripture. And so how helpful it is to have scripture in our hands, ready to go, and in, in our memory, that memory of scripture is so important. So, yeah, and I, and I remember that, and it was funny, because she would literally yell out, yuck, and so <laughs> I did that for a while, and, and there is something about, like, trying to take your thought captives in silence, and then really, you know, yelling it out, like, I, you know, I mean, I, I remember, I mean, I just, I've had times where I've just been literally praying through my house out loud when no one's been home, like just Satan, you have no foothold over this house, you know, just, just because of different circumstances that have been going on. And like, no, you, you have no foothold here. And there's something different. I feel, I don't know, more powerful, like, I I don't know, but there is something to that of taking every thought captive. And if you have to do it out loud and, you know, I listened to yesterday's uh, or today's podcast with Chad and he talked about if you haven't listened to it yet I'm sorry I'm blowing it but he talked about he has a bible everywhere he goes now mm-hmm. you know in in his office in his car and his and so I think you know that is so important like I'm not somebody that can memorize scripture verses really well or if I memorize them I can never tell you the address of it but but to just have something that you can just open up right now and even if it's looking at the back of your bible going okay what I'm feeling right now is anxiety what does the bible have to say about anxiety and go to those verses you know what i'm feeling right now is loneliness i think that um why it's hard for women specifically for me specifically to take every thought captive is because i forget who my identity in christ is you know my identity becomes at work or mom or whatever it is and and i forget that identity in christ I didn't know if you guys wanted to land this thing or not, yeah. but I just wanted to tell you, this is like, this is an adult dose. I'm sitting here. It's like, well, you guys, this is not the child's aspirin that you're giving out today. This is the, this is the strong stuff. It's really, really good. And I, I don't know if you want to kind of land this plane or do you have one more point that you wanted to make, Julie? Well, I'll, just wrap, I'll just wrap up real quick and, and, and say that, you know, going back to that analogy of being Israel in, in, um, 
in this land of chaos and and finding our own personal peace in that and and being able and, and nobody can do this perfectly and, and we can all struggle and and there can be one thing that happens that switches us into that fear but but re renewing our minds putting on that new cloak and making sure that we know that you know we are we are sons and daughters of the king and to be able to have confidence in that 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 gives us that peace that's so awesome you guys this was this was awesome this 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 can't be the last time that you do this so um um, I so appreciate you taking over, uh, taking over the th- the studio today. This has been awesome. So thank you so much. Someone's got to call Laura Whitmore and tell her that you use the message and you <laughs> brought her name. In. I was I was thinking someone has got to bring this in here somehow. Oh, this is awesome, you guys. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Be strong and very courageous. Thanks for joining in. Thank you.